We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Joined by Keith Smith on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. Keith? It's nice to be back. We took we took a day off yesterday and for a few reasons, but it is still nice to be back. I felt like like a part of my life was missing without seeing you yesterday. Ah, oh, man, I appreciate that. <laughs> I uh, I wish everybody in my life felt that way about me. I'd probably, probably be a, a much happier guy. But yeah, I am um yeah, it was tough yesterday. We we were going through things. There was obviously not a lot of news yeah. yesterday in the basketball world. Um, and with what was going on in Ukraine, we decided, you know what, let's take a step back. We're gonna take take a day off from the show, kind of let things breathe a little bit. Um, I know for those who follow me on Twitter, a few people were, you know, hitting me up on the side and asking me, hey, I know you had some reports about players. Um, as far as I understand, all uh, U.S.-born players are now out of Ukraine and have all been, uh, you know, returned back to the States or to elsewhere in Europe. A couple of the clubs completely relocated to other countries anyway. So, you know, but basketball secondary clearly to that you know mm-hmm. everybody stay safe be smart you know thoughts are are with everyone absolutely absolutely some terrible images coming out of there and i mean it's it's certainly a tough time for for the world and so that's yeah. why we ultimately decided you know what let's let's take a step back as yep. far as yesterday's show goes but um but know, we're here today we are so and we still have a lot to get into we've got a yeah, lot of stuff absolutely. that came out Today, everything was pretty, pretty much radio silence yesterday. Today, we've heard quite a bit more. And I guess, I guess the place to start, because trade rumors are always fun, even when you're past the trade deadline. Let's start with the Philadelphia 76ers. Apparently, Joel Embiid wasn't necessarily on board the Harden train. Instead, he was trying to get Bradley Beal. At least that's according to Bill Simmons. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? He, I mean... Joel Embiid wanting to team up with Bradley Beal makes some sense, but then Daryl Morey ultimately went for James Harden. I don't know if Beal was even actually on the table at any point, but still interesting that that was Joel Embiid's preferred option. Yeah, we in in so this came out of Bill Simmons did a podcast with Zach Lowe and they were just kind of reacting to what had happened at the trade deadline, talking about a lot of stuff going forward, and and he was you know hey let's compare notes from the the Simmons Harden trade, and he came back with a whole thing about all right yeah here's where it is we're going to um so he let me rephrase he said. 
Joel Embiid pushed very hard for Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. And the Sixers were like, ah, we don't know. You know, what about James Harden? And he was continued to push for Bradley Beal. I uh, felt uh, in Simmons' words was he felt like they were a better fit with Bradley Beal on the roster, which, you know, we're going to find out, right? Yeah. I mean, we we may never know if Bradley Beal was a better fit because we may never see that pairing. Uh, but we're going to find out how him and Harden fit fit together uh, as early as tonight we're recording this on friday night sounds like harden's gonna make his philly debut uh in minnesota so i think that'll be uh be, be fun i know i'll be checking that one out for mm-hmm. sure um but it was then he went on to say harden uh never really wanted to go to philly in the first place that he pushed for the trade to brooklyn and then him and Lowe kind of talked about how much did things go sideways when Kyrie didn't want to play. So it was kind of interesting to listen to you to, to it yourself if you want to go hear the whole conversation. Uh, but yeah, it was it was you know at least notable. He and, and I tend to when Simmons speaks up on things, I tend to listen a little because he doesn't do it a lot. He's not constantly kind of throwing things out there, and he is connected uh, to a lot of people so around the NBA. So yeah, for what it's worth, I mean, as you said, didn't happen. So not like we should freak out over this but you know it'll be be one of those things where if we get into uh uh this partnership doesn't work then people will start yelling and screaming oh we should have got bradley beal right well and i do wonder was washington for any package was washington even putting bradley beal on the the trade market because if he wasn't then all of this is it doesn't really matter and of course it didn't happen so maybe it doesn't matter that much anyway but this is what really jumped out of me was that bradley beal got hurt it was announced his season is over, and Joel Embiid still said, no, I want Bradley Beal. That that tells you it wasn't like it was close in Embiid's mind, and Embiid just kind of slightly leaned Beal. No, if the guy's going to yeah. be out all season, and so you're not going to play with him until next season, and he's still saying no. Well, I think it— Go ahead. I, let me, I should have said this. I think he was trying to say that was before Beal got hurt. He was pushing for them to go get Beal. Um, I, I'll be honest, it was in the car, so it was only half paying attention, but I think that's what he said, but yeah, but still, it is still notable of, you know, Hey, go get Beal. Cause I mean, the Harden stuff, it didn't come out all that much after Beal was out for the season. So it had to have been at least somewhat close. Yeah, it was, it was close. My understanding was it was like, okay. And, and maybe I phrased this improperly. So it was Beal gets hurt. People are saying, oh, no, what's going to happen here? And Embiid's still saying, go get him. And then it comes out that he's, mm-hmm. that he's out for the season. So yeah, yeah, that may that's, that's probably the order of events there. But in any event, it seems like in Joel Embiid's mind, Bradley Beal was, by a decent amount, the better target than James Harden was. Now, obviously, Daryl Morey didn't agree. And I still think Harden and Embiid can be a great duo. We'll see what happens. But just interesting to note that that was not Embiid's preference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's see where it goes. Let's talk a little bit about Zach Levine, though. Let's let's get into him because this is another star level guard. But this is a guy that I don't think is going to be going anywhere. He had a comment recently <laughs> no. about being happy with how aggressive the Bulls are being, that how the Bulls are willing to pay the tax and all that kind of stuff. I think that tells us Zach Levine is probably not going to be leaving Chicago anytime soon. Yeah, this was uh, out of a feature with Jake Fisher, uh, did a one-on-one with Levine, and he uh, had that Levine basically said he he loves how aggressive the Bulls have been in remaking the roster, uh, going back to the Vucevic trade last season, and then going getting DeRozan and Ball and Caruso this offseason. Uh, he's very happy with that. And then uh, in that that article, uh, Fisher notes that the belief around the league, and it matches, I think, everything we've all heard, is 
the Bulls know they're going to be a tax team next year when they re-sign Levine and probably uh, sort of deep into the tax. I'm not going to say they're going in, you know, to Nets Warriors levels here. Probably not, but, you know, enough so that it'll be, you know, a significant tax penalty. And I think what's important for them to know on this is, this is probably, if you remember, we talked about Tristan Thompson taking part of the biannual exception. Well, that's probably why the Bulls know we're going to be deep enough into the tax that we're not even going to have that tool uh, functionally available. So, yeah, why not use it this year to go get a guy um, who we need? And he was actually pretty good for that last night in their win uh, that, that they won. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I think, you know, all, all adds together. And now, yet another really good free agent coming kind of off the the board in a sense if he's just going to resign with the bulls uh our live shows over free agency might just be me and you uh breaking down marvel movies or something <laughs> the way this is shaping up <laughs> that's right that's that's probably what we're going to wind up wind up doing at some point <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes uh team x signed backup point guard for league minimum <laughs> that was the only thing that happened today now What's your 15th favorite moment? That's what we're going to get into. <laughs> let's let's talk. The Hulk versus Thor. Real fight. Who would win? Let's, let's get <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. Who's more overpowered, Captain Marvel or Wanda? Oh. Discuss. Oh, good one. Good one. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> I tried my brain for a moment, tried to link Marvel to Anthony Simons. <laughs> oh. And I couldn't come up with with anything there i couldn't i couldn't yeah, quite get there there's yeah, got to be something uh there was wonder man his name was simon <laughs> but eh, i just don't think i can get there but in any event nope. in any event <laughs> it sounds like the blazers are going to be keeping anthony simons for a while now we know that's their plan that was their plan with the moves that they made in terms of the uh the trades that they made at the trade deadline they want to keep this guy he's been absolutely fantastic um very very good player here he's developed into a great player and here's what he said I 100% want to stay in Portland. He's talking about he'll be a restricted free agent this summer. And mm -hmm. I think everybody wants me to stay as well. I think it's the perfect fit for me. So when we look at this summer's free agent class, Anthony Simons technically is part of it, but I don't think he's really part of it. I think that the deal will get done with the Blazers pretty quick. Yeah, my, my guess is this one doesn't even become like a mm -hmm. thing. My uh, What I'm thinking may happen here is he has a sort of low cap hold uh, because he was picked late in the first round. So he only has about an $11 million cap hold or so, if I remember correctly. Um, so my guess is if Portland does in fact go the cap space route, what they'll probably do is agree to a contract with Simons. 11.8 million is his cap hold. So they'll agree to a contract with him. Then that will become one of the last pieces of business that they do. Um, they'll, they'll be able to make other trades, other signings, whatever they have to do to build up that roster. I, you know, I'm not convinced that Portland may not flip this thing relatively quickly. I, I think there is a chance they, they may come out of this. Okay. They've, they've got to make the right mm -hmm. moves here, you know, going into this off season, but, Lillard, Simons, Josh Hart, let's see what they do with Nurkic. You know, clearly they're not pushing him to play through this uh, plantar fasciitis, which maybe means he might be part of the longer term uh, future there. You know, a bunch of cap space. Let's see what where they go. But, yeah, I think Anthony Simons is going to get paid, you know, handsomely here. My, my guess is 
17, 18 million dollars a year range, probably for him on average annual value, maybe 20. Um, you know, don't uh, my one piece of advice don't don't uh, kill all your negotiations, uh, negotiating power here yet. You know, let, let's see if uh, Indiana or uh, um, uh, Detroit wants to get involved, maybe and, and talk offer sheet or something like that, uh, before we just say, Hey, we're coming back to Portland. But my guess is that's exactly how it goes, and he gets paid well. Teams have gotten themselves in the past into a little bit of trouble by doing that, haven't they? Where they just it seems like they're bidding against themselves. Yeah. And then they wind yep. up with a contract that I'm not saying that, that Simons is going to be a bad, like if he's 17 million, like I think that's perfectly reasonable for what he's producing. I mean, he's at 17 points per game this season while shooting 40% from three, 45% from the field. He's been, been fantastic um, operating mm -hmm. on and off ball as well. But that said, the every, every million matters. Which sounds sounds sure. ridiculous, right? When you take a step back and you don't think, <laughs> of course, a million dollars matter. But in, yeah. in NBA terms, even a million dollars matters. If it's 16 instead of 17, mm -hmm. that could wind up being the difference between being able to make a move down the line or not. And so it's important that the yep. Blazers explore every option here. At the same time, though, they want to maintain a good relationship with this guy that they see as one of their main pieces moving forward. So mm -hmm. we'll see what number they arrive at. But... I don't think Anthony Simons is going anywhere. And then the question for the Blazers becomes, can you take all the stuff that you got in all the trades that you made at the trade deadline and turn that into a much better team this offseason? Simons yep. is a piece to that, but there's a lot of other moves that are going to have to come as well. Yeah, it's funny too. Right? Yeah, I think a little bit just going on with Simons where if I think back to Colin Sexton, when people were really beating up on Colin Sexton a year ago. Now his free agency is going to be weird because he's coming off this injury. So we'll see how that impacts, but right. People were saying, ah, he's just, you know, good stats on a bad mm -hmm. team and he's a gunner and all this stuff. And you and I shared the opinion of, Hey, look at his numbers. He, he's not, he's pretty efficient. And Simons is pretty efficient. You know, as you said, he's a 45, 40, 90 guy almost basically, you know, for, from the, uh, the field. So, I mean, that is, that's good. Like that's you, you, I think people should feel pretty comfortable in what this guy can do as a scorer. Now, if you don't believe in the jump shot, okay, but he's, a, you know, 40% this year, he's actually at 39% from three for his career. So that's, you know, tells me this guy can, can shoot the ball. And now what's happening is his game's kind of rounding out. He's up to almost four assists per game. So yeah, I, I would feel pretty comfortable giving Anthony Simons a you know big chunk of money, you know, 17, 18 million. I, I feel good about that as an average salary. With a few exceptions, in general, my philosophy is you want to play pay a player for what you believe they are going to be while they're under contract as opposed to what they have been. And so I think that increase for Anthony Simons is perfectly warranted based on what we can project him to be. And in fact, he could wind up being a value on that deal if he continues on this current trajectory. Yep, agree. All right. Um, let's before we get we've got a bunch of injuries to get through, which that that's this season right i guess that's really yeah. every season but yeah. still we we do have a bunch of injuries to get to before we get to that oh boy let's talk about the drama with my lakers real quick so rich paul through shams charania made it known this was on the pat mcafee show that they whether it's lebron james rich paul clutch sports named all three of them uh they don't have any problem with rob palenka or the lakers whatever so pushing back on that narrative, we had heard there was some talk about this is like 
the beginning of a war, which obviously unfortunate timing um, with that that yeah. statement came out just a couple of days before all the Ukraine yeah. stuff started. But not yeah, good. not not great yeah. timing and everything. But again, that came out before all this stuff happened. Um, and there was some talk of of okay, LeBron's upset with Rob Palenka. Clutch Sports isn't happy with him for not making a move at the trade deadline. Things of that nature. Now you get Rich Paul coming out and saying, no, 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 that's not the case. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To me, it feels like it's just, it's damage control to a degree. I think I think mm-hmm. most likely, are they happy? No, probably not. They're probably not thrilled that, you know, moves weren't made at the trade deadline and everything because LeBron typically wants moves made to, to improve his team and mm-hmm. give him a shot to win while he's 37 years old. That's understandable. Did LeBron make comments that could be seen as passive aggressive? Yes. But if you're the one making those comments, that's the beauty part of it being passive aggressive is you can come back out and go, what? No, that's not what I meant at all. Why are you <laughs> taking it that way? So I still think there's going to be pressure on the Lakers to do stuff this summer. But regardless, we should note that Rich Paul said there is no problem. Everything's everything's good. Yeah, I think this is one of everybody let this all go a little yes. too far. And the reality is LeBron James may be the most media savvy player we've we've had in our lifetime just because he grew up knowing this is how this works. Right. And I got to play this game. And for years now, this is nothing new for years. He's been kind of doing the. Well, you know, we uh, I'm not going to close the door yep. on this or I could do that or I could, you know, all these things. And it's like, all right, do we get it? Like, and I'm not criticizing him, but I don't know that we in, in where it's guilty of it as everybody else is that we're like, oh, LeBron mm-hmm. said. Right. And you get all fired up. Is he going back to the Cavs and all these things? couple of things that I think were forgotten here. One is he's under contract for next year. Like I started seeing all these people like he might just leave for Cleveland this summer on what a vacation. Like, yeah, he'd have to get traded. And the Cavs have kind of quietly said, yeah, we're not blowing up the roster to do that. Um, That is maybe worth a little more discussion of what would happen there if it really came to that. Like, are they really going to say, Nah, sorry, you know, we really like Laurie Markin mm-hmm. too much to trade for LeBron James. You know, I mean, come on, let's not get too stupid. But I think the reality is he's doing what he did in Cleveland, what he did in Miami, what he did in Cleveland the second time. To some extent, what he's done with the Lakers before. It's just put a little bit of public pressure on, hey, I want to win championships. 
you know, so let's get these things going. Now we can yell and scream that then stop picking bad players yourself. But the reality is it's just what he doesn't want is anybody coming back and being like, well, we're still, this is what it is for the next two years. And too bad. Like he's just basically saying, you know, Hey, I want to do something to, to be competitive. So I don't think that. And yeah. And I'm in, yeah. I mean, good on rich Paul and clutch sports for coming back and saying, Hey, we're not, you know, we don't have a huge problem with the Lakers here. Let's calm all this down of like, you know, cause you had people over the last four or five days here, maybe week now saying LeBron's leaving Cleveland. They're leaving uh, LA to go back to Cleveland or, you know, well, what if he goes to the Clippers? What if he goes, you know, any you know number of places? Like the only thing out of all of that that I took to be completely genuine is he's going to play with his son mm-hmm. wherever that is whenever that happens that is going to be where he goes anything between now and then it'll come when it comes he is eligible eligible for an extension this summer so we'll see what happens there obviously if the lakers if come july the lakers like don't make any moves and everything's pretty much the same we'll see what happens in in august right but and that's the important thing sorry to to break in here because i've seen people missing on this He's not eligible to sign his extension until August 4th, I believe it is. So if people start panicking July 1, 2, 3, LeBron hasn't done an extension, that, that's it, it's over. He can't actually sign it till August 4th, and nobody moves free agency at their own pace more than LeBron James does. So that August 4th, they may turn into September 4th. You know, we we may be you know sitting here doing our off season uh, wrap up shows and season preview shows, still wondering if he's going to do an extension because he's certainly not going to push into it. Well, let me let me just double check my calendar here because I I can tell you what date what date it's going to be. Okay, here we go. I <laughs> I leave on vacation, vacation August twentieth, <laughs> so that it'll be like it'll be the twenty first or something like that. That's that's when it's going to be that uh, that's going to come out because that's just how things tend to work, but. I think just to put a bow on this, it comes down to, and I, I agree with what Brian Windor said. I think ultimately LeBron wants to be a Laker. He wants the Lakers to be successful. And that's what we're moving forward with. He's not trying to leave yep. the Lakers. He just wants to put pressure on them to get them yep. to, to do some things this summer. I think that's what's happening right now. That's what's, what's been going on. Could it ultimately lead to a, lead to a split? Potentially. And again, that's where I've said before, if LeBron's thinking, I want to get out after he sees what they do in July, my preference from the Lakers side would be that he goes to the Lakers and says, hey, I'm going to leave next summer. You guys now have the option, do what you're going to do, either trade me or, or you know, or we spend the next year together and then and then I leave then. Um, that's that would be my preference if they go down that path. But I don't think that's the first option for anybody. I don't think that's the first option for LeBron. I don't think that's no. the first option for the Lakers. Um, flip into the Cavs side of things really quick. We talk about reading between the lines, the game within the game. If you're the Cavs, of course you're putting that kind of information out there right now. You absolutely should be. Yeah. Because what you don't want is the guys on your team who have been way more successful this season than anybody ever thought, thinking that you're not appreciative of what they've done and that you're suddenly yeah. making goo-goo eyes at LeBron James again. So this yep. is about yeah. making sure that the guys on your team don't have their chemistry affected by suddenly there's these LeBron rumors. You're pushing back and saying, no, 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 we love the guys that we've got. So you make sure they still feel warm and fuzzy. And they should. Yep. They've been great this season. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I think... I mean, whatever's going to happen with this situation will happen. And all I'll say is if LeBron decides he wants a trade in this universe where 
dudes who are seventh and eighth men on teams have no problem saying I want traded. LeBron James is certainly not going to hesitate mm-hmm. to say I would like a trade, right? I mean, it's just let's let's not be dumb, right? He, he's just gonna you know say, hey, let, let's go. So yeah, I, I I think we're in a spot here where you know there's no I I I would be stunned beyond stunned. If he doesn't play and finish the entirety of next season with the Lakers, I would be, I, I would, nothing would surprise me more. Agreed. Agreed. And well, again, unless he played with the Celtics, then that would be weird. <laughs> and I would be very shocked by that. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get into our laundry list of injuries here. Ugh. Uh, well, actually, okay. Let's do the Cavs. Here's a good one. Oh, okay. You want to do the Cavs? Okay. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say, go I was going to say the good one. This is just the positive. Dylan Brooks. Back yeah. sometime early in March. We tend to forget, given how good the Grizzlies have been. Now, they lost, I believe it was last night to the Wolves. But how good the Grizzlies have been, we tend to forget that, hey, Dylan Brooks has been out for a while. Or even the stretches without John Morant, where they've still been successful. Uh, but they've been missing him, and he's a big part of their team. Mm-hmm. So having him back by early Their March. second lead-in scorer, I think. I'm not trying to disparage Desmond Bain, who's been mm-hmm. awesome. But I think we all got so excited about Desmond Bain that we little forgot a little bit that Dylan Brooks is actually their second leading mm-hmm. scorer on the season, not, not Desmond Bain. So, yeah. So him coming back, I mean, I just yeah. like, there's times where you question his shot selection and that's true. And, and maybe, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. A lot of <laughs> yeah. times, a lot, of, a times. lot of times, <laughs> but so maybe you need to rein that in a little bit, but he's also got his temperament fits this Grizzlies team. They've got mm-hmm. that fight in them. And you kind of yep. want that guy come playoff time. That's yep. just going to come in with a chip on his shoulder and is, is not going to be overawed by the moment or, or anything like that. So, um, so Dylan yep. Brooks coming back. Really? Does he kind of do the whole get out of my way? I got this thing in a bad way. Yeah, It's, it's more often in a like, all right, I'm out here with most of the second mm-hmm. unit. Like I got this and he 100% believes like, Oh, cool. LeBron's across from me. No big deal. I don't care. Like I got it. I'll lock him up. I'll score on him. Like he just, you know, and that's, you need that. Every team needs a guy like that. Whose attitude is like, I don't care who you are. I'm going And (laughs) except for maybe the Grizzlies. I I don't know if they need any more guys with an attitude like that. (laughs) They've got a whole roster. I I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if I've said it on here and maybe I have. So apologies if I'm repeating this, but you don't want him to talk. Shut him up. And you know what? Good for Patrick Beverly last night because they won. And then Beverly came on and was like, we hear a whole lot of talking. You know, what, what's going on out of that? Good. The NBA is better when everybody's talking trash and going at each other this way. Like, I, I love it. You know, I mean, you know, let's just get get nuts. You know, let's, uh, let, let's you know, t- talk. And again, you don't want them to talk? Beat them. They won't talk then. Let's stop being so nice. Everybody's yeah. so nice in, yeah. in today's game. Stop being nice and start getting real. I watched, I watched, this is, this is, oh, is that, is that going real world there? When people, when, was when people stop world. being oh, polite yeah. and start getting real. That's it. Oh my yeah. God. I, I paraphrased it. That, but that's yeah. a flashback right there. Um, <laughs> so I was watching, I was flipping through the channels and all of a sudden I see, okay, Milwaukee versus Phoenix. Um, or no, Milwaukee versus Philly. I mean, and I went, they're not playing. What, what's going on here? And I turned it on. I went, oh my gosh, it's from 1986. I didn't realize that it wasn't oh. in the title. And I watched just a couple of possessions. <laughs> I mean, watched everybody in the paint. The refs were the only ones behind the three-point line, oh, yeah. you know. But 
Charles Barkley gets the ball on the low block and his defender comes over and just clear, puts his shoulder into him, knocks him off, gets the, the foul call. But I'm like, I would have been a flagrant today. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, a little yep. bit of a different game back then. And then we've, we've gotten much bit. nicer since then. I mean, our two teams, Kevin McHale oh, yeah. on that Kurt famous Rambis. play where he wiped out Kurt Rambis. Nothing. It was a foul. Yeah, it was a flagrant. <laughs> That's all it was. It was just a foul. <laughs> like no, nobody got thrown out. Now it'd be like, all right, Kevin McHale, see you next yeah. season. <laughs> you're, you know, you're suspended for. I don't care if it happened in game one of the year. You're suspended for the rest of the year. We'll see you then. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know. All right, let's let's get into the rest yeah. of these injuries because there's still quite a few. Yeah, uh, Victor Oladipo and Markeith Morris both getting closer, but not back yet. Mm-hmm. Both yeah. working on a on a return, but um, and Morris. I mean, is this all still stemming from the the Jokic situation, the whiplash, all of that? Yeah, it seems to be. It's still. Yeah. And it's a little worrisome, right? Because this is a guy who's had a history of neck Mm -hmm. issues now for a few years. So, you know, maybe maybe there is something there. But, yeah, uh, Eric Spolster said they're doing a lot, uh, but then said their return's not imminent, but he didn't want to get into more details. So, you know, that could mean just about anything. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll see. You know, my guess is maybe in the next week or two we see them. If you're a Lakers fan and you've been listening to Frank Vogel at all, the phrase would be, they're a ways away. That's what he says yeah. that about it. It can be that can oh, yeah. mean, that can oh, mean three I, days. I remember from his Orlando yes. days. That can mean three days. Yep. That can mean three months. Yep. Yep. It's <laughs> yep. a it's an answer without answering. Um, Derek Rose. This one came out of nowhere. Yeah. Ankle procedure. Now he's going to miss more time. And I mean, obviously, that's um, you don't want to hear that about a veteran player like Derek Rose, who was just working his way back, mm-hmm. and now he's yeah. having another procedure. But we just went over the news what day before yesterday about Kemba Walker now being out of the rotation. Does this, I wonder if this changes that decision at all. Yeah. My guess is no. I mean, my, I'm, I'm thinking they'll just get by with Emmanuel mm-hmm. quickly, uh, Alec Burks. And then they do have Ryan Archie Diakno who they did sign uh, over the break to, to, or I guess maybe it was just before the break to a rest of the season contract. So my guess is they're not going to change anything with Kemba. We've seen some subsequent reporting too. Now that Kemba doesn't want to buy out because mm-hmm. he, presumably which i said he probably doesn't want to give up any money right it's probably you just want to straight wave me great you know straight wave me and i'll take my money and i'll go elsewhere but he doesn't want to give up any money so after giving up a bunch to get out of okc in the first place so yeah kind of of interesting you know let's see hey i want to add to because we we i forgot to give them to you in the rundown uh john collins is still out uh with with that right foot strain um that's worrisome because we thought he might be back uh, after the all-star break and he's still not back yet uh, has been doing some practicing um, but they, they he was doubtful for yesterday's game but now he's been ruled out a day early for tomorrow's game so yesterday being thursday ruled out a day early for saturday that's never a great sign that usually means it's not close uh for yeah. for a guy to get back with that one and then uh, the big one i forgot og Ananobi. Uh, fractured ring finger. Um, this there was he wasn't on any list, wasn't dealing with anything. Um, he had been having a pain in his uh, uh, right ring finger um, that that he'd been going through. Um, but now he, he's going to be uh, out for at least a little bit. They they reexamined it when the pain wasn't. Or let me rephrase: when the pain was still there after the break, and found that he has has at least a small fracture. So he's going to be going to be on the shelf for a little bit as well. That's uh, that's a tough blow. But uh, I mean, I would imagine with something like that, playoff time by then he should be 
should be as yeah. long as it's not anything you know extensive and sure. that wouldn't be the case yep. if you know if it was just kind of a pain that was bothering him but in bit. that playing race Could you know missing guys in the east just you know at all just makes it a little 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 harder to get to where you want to be um Frank Vogel did yesterday give us an update on Anthony Davis, where he's at. He is off crutches, uh, but moving, according to Vogel, very gingerly around the practice facility. So that four to six week timeline where we, we are, what, a week into that now, and he's still moving pretty gingerly, but no longer on crutches. That I don't know. I don't know if that's where he'd be expected to be, but, you know, hobbling around is probably not what Lakers fans want to hear in terms of AD at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump to the Cavs. We'll finish with them. So Karis yeah, Levert, yeah, Karis Levert, one to two weeks with a foot sprain, and he's you know the newest Cav to, to come in and, and a guy that uh, is expected to help them out, and now he's out for a bit. And Darius Garland is dealing with a back issue that they're going to have to manage. This is this is huge. Like both those guys being out, obviously together that that hurts, right? Both both those guys mm-hmm. dealing with with injuries because Karis Levert was going to try to take some of the load off of Darius Garland, but. If this is something that they just have to manage regarding Darius Garland for the rest of the season, I would drastically lower their playoff odds if Darius Garland was yeah. not 100. Like, where the where Garland goes, that's where the Cavs are going to go. If he is great in the postseason, they've got a decent shot of advancing, yeah. moving on, ma- making some real noise. Without him, I think that's the key piece where things would really start to fall apart. The thing too is right. We've kind of been saying, can they maintain? Can they maintain? And now they've lost three in a row. So obviously that bridges the break. But they lost last night to Detroit. Not a you know, it's a pretty bad loss considering where the Pistons are in the standings. Um, Celtics are now only a game behind the Cavs for moving up into fifth. Uh, it's it's only one and a half games between third and sixth. Mm-hmm. So let's not get too crazy. They're calling them out or anything as far as they're falling out. But but they're only two games now up on Toronto for the play-in. Also, too, while we've been recording, Rajon Rondo is out for one to two oh. weeks, too, um, with a right great toe sprain. So that's uh, you know, that that's not great either. That happened in the fourth quarter last night. So um, you know, it's a uh, treatment and rehab um and then they'll they'll update so uh, we'll be out approximately two weeks um, is what they're saying so let's see where that goes now you know you're now you're down you're well maybe down garland right you're gonna that's probably gonna be more of a day-to-day thing the rest of the year lavert your other ball handler now rondo so now you're back to you know all right let's make it work with guys like brandon goodwin and figuring things out they, as we talked about kevin pangos who was who had been brought in uh this offseason was gone i wonder if they go looking on the point mm. guard market now it's, it's a little bare there's not you know a ton of options but you know maybe, maybe they go looking you know she's uh, not that far away isaiah thomas there you go he was dropped dead another big game last night you know there i mean i know his first time through with cleveland didn't go that well but you know you got to get something out of that position so you know let's see it, it's it's unfortunate because when teams have these kind of injuries you do eventually past the point of no return of it's just too many guys out and you just can't can't maintain where you're at so my guess is i'm gonna say they slip and fall into the plan when all is said and done you know if i would have applied myself i could have gone to the nba you think so yeah i think so but it's just like it's been done you know i didn't want to i was like (laughs) i don't want to be a follower hi i'm jason concepcion and i'm shay serrano and we are back 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Jay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Because I think it's just going it too happen. far for them now. Yeah, it's going to be close. I hope, not. like, if it happens, I don't want it to happen because injury. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah. this is a team that's been yeah. so great. Like, mm-hmm. you, it's just injuries suck. Yeah. Just turn, turn, yeah, turn injuries off. Adam Silver, come on, right? It would be amazing if we could imagine if we had like one healthy season, and it was like, like you could really like get into it and be like, oh yeah, you know, this was this team was truly uh-huh. the best because you know they. They you know, made it all the way through and you didn't have a whole bunch of that. But I mean, I know I'm, that's an extreme fantasy land I'm living in uh, with that one. Hey, I do have a little bit of positive news here, injury-wise, that just oh, came out. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, now, yeah, now probable tonight, right? to play tonight, uh, according to news coming out of out of a TV station in Pawnee. Um, so Brogdon, <laughs> Brogdon, look, Brogdon has played twice in 2022. Yeah, He played your Celtics yeah, and my right. Lakers. And that's it. And they've yep. been like random <laughs> games where he's suddenly back in. He's been dealing with yeah. the Achilles issue, but now he should be back tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So there's something. Well, and you want to get a look if you're the Pacers. How does he look with Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton? Right. That's your goal now over these last 20 games or so. Is what does that look like? Or you're just trying to how do all these pieces fit together? Halliburton, Brogdon, Heald, Duarte. You know, in, in our backcourt. You know, where, where does that go? Um, so yeah, that's you know, yeah, get get him back out there and see what that looks like. It's not not about winning games, right? We're where that ship has long since sailed for the Pacers now, but now it's about how do these pieces fit together? So that's, you know, that's good news uh, you know, for Indiana. Yep. Yes, indeed. All right. I think that's about it for today, unless we've got any other breaking news that's going on right now, but we are not seeing anything. Fingers crossed. We're now back from the all-star break and here we go. Entering the home stretch. It's weird. So many people point to this as like the midpoint of the season when it's very much not Yeah. like, okay, the second half of the season. No, it's like the final quarter of the season or whatever, but in in, any event or maybe the final third of the season, however it breaks down. Yeah. It's funny because I think when they say that it's because they they're saying it because then we, we still have, you know, four months to Mm -hmm. go till the finals come and we're four months into the season roughly, but it's, it's, we're like some teams only have like six weeks right. to go, you know, half the league is going to be done here in you know, another six weeks or so. So yeah, I, 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 I get where you're coming from on that one. I agree. So well, there's a lot of basketball ahead of us and we'll see what happens here in the final few weeks. There's going to be some tight races in both the East and the West. We'll see how it all shakes out, but everybody, we appreciate all of you joining us. Make sure to give us some reviews over on, on Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate those. I've seen a few of those coming in lately. So toss us a review over there, preferably a five-star rating 
as well. And you can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You can find us at any of those places. But again, toss us some Apple Podcast reviews. That definitely does help out our show. And then make sure you turn on notifications here on the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. That way you get notified every time we put out a new video. So we'd appreciate that as well. And that should do it for today. (laughs) Appreciate all you guys for joining us. Till next time, stay safe and see you.